Lord, it is nice to be together again, and I thank God for the blessed service we have heard. Thank you, Florence, uh, the way you've laid us, and thank you also for the beloved ones who have participated. Thank you, Duane, for giving us the worship. Uh, that was Duane's collection, and we are grateful for the blessing of that particular worship. We also thank Caroline, Deborah, and Marina, and Linda, and Mary for blessing us with uh, what the Lord has enabled you to be able to accomplish for today. So we give glory that his good, his love, and his mercy endures forever. Uh, and and uh, just as we move on, as we step into this particular Sunday, from this particular Sunday for the next times that we are going to be sharing together, something has been laid upon my heart, and that is to share about faith, to teach or to preach about faith and the kind of faith that God is releasing upon us and what it is that he is expecting of us in the faith that he has bestowed unto us as believers. So for the next number of times that we're going to be sharing, I will share on the subject of faith. So it is interesting that Florence started by reading a lot with regard to faith. And it was quite a good foundation of laying the foundation of what it is that we're going to be sharing on. But before we move into that particular sharing day, something that has been so much coming upon my heart in the time that I've been praying, even throughout the whole of this particular week. And it is in line with the message that we have passed across from the pastoral office. That is a message sort of for this month, that the Lord is reaching out to comfort his people. And we want to thank God for our beloved sister Karen. We have been praying for you, our beloved one, and we thank God to be able to see you together with us. It has been an attack that has been upon many of us across the whole church. But we thank God for the victory that he has pulled each one of us through. And so, Karen, welcome back. And we pray that the Lord will continually restore full strength unto you for the honor and for the glory of his wonderful name. Amen. And so as we move on, as I've been saying that these words have been coming so much upon my heart, the more I've been seeking God's face, and I would just like to pass them across unto us even as we go in now to start sharing about the mystery of faith or the secret of faith or what faith is. But the main aspect is that the gates of God's comfort and refreshing presence, they are swinging open over Hope Community Church. This is sort of words and impressions that have been coming upon my heart and I decided I'll simply share them across unto us and I will encourage you to be able to reach out and tap into this particular word. There was an indication that there might be having strained relationships within families, between parents and children, or within even families or relations. There have been, you, know, you've been upon, you, know, you have been upon an explained hard time. And you've been wondering what it is that has been coming along your way, but from what I, has been sent in my spirit as I've been praying, that the Lord is indicating that the gates of his comfort and refreshing presence, they are opening over Hope Community Church West London, and he's reaching out to be able to bring relief into your life, into each one of our lives for the glory of his name, that there might have been strong winds, you know, strong demonic winds that are of oppression, that have been blowing against you in your life, and you've been finding it hard to understand or to explain why, why, why. But... The Lord indicates that he's releasing his angels. They are being dispatched to come to your aid. And the tide 
is turning against the enemy. So let us stand and be assured of the fact that there is going to be a change, there is a shift of what it is that God is setting in motion for your sake and for my sake. Are we going to rejoice in his favor and in his presence because he's faithful and he never fails? It is indicating that there are answers for complicated cases, complicated issues, and unresolved matters. Those answers are going to surface in your behalf and in my behalf, just as we continue to look upon the Lord and wait on him. So reach out and receive this particular word, the comfort of God is reaching out unto us. And Father, in line with the word that you've been laying upon my heart, I pray over the whole congregation of Hope Community Church West London, that the comfort that you have promised comes through, dear Lord, for each one, each man, each woman, each family, oh dear God, each young man, each young lady, and each child, oh Redeemer. Father, King of glory, that you raise the standard against every wind of the enemy that has been blowing against the lives and the families of your children. I thank you that, Lord, your spirit is raising the standard against every one of these winds in the name of Jesus. Every flood of the evil one that has been pouring across, oh dear Lord, the paths of your children. Father, I thank you that you have dispatched your angels even to raise the standard against each and every one of these particular onslaughts of the evil one, because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The floods of sickness and infirmities of pain that have been flowing against your, the families of your children, even this particular day, I thank you that, Lord, you declare the comfort of God is coming unto us. And it is being opened over this particular church in the name of Jesus Christ. And so for the glory of your name, I declare every family to come under this portal, under this gate, O oh dear Lord, of your arrival, that in the name of Jesus, the tide is changing again, the enemy. And so I declare that the enemy, you flee. I declare that the enemy, you scatter. I declare that the emissaries of the evil one and his machinations and every undertaking that he has raised against God's people, I command they scattered this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus and this afternoon in the name of Jesus for the honor and for the glory of God in the highest and that the peace of God comes to reign and the victory of God is made manifest in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So quickly, we'll go over this particular aspect of the Lord indicates that there are showers. There shall be showers of blessing. I want us to expect those showers to come falling upon us, even as he releases his wonderful reign of favor and mercy unto us in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we enter into this topic, I want you just to ask yourself, what do you think faith is? What is the secret of faith? There are many times we talk and we can say, I have faith. But sometimes you find that the things that we may have said, I have faith for, they are not realized. And many times, some people, people get discouraged and we start wondering, okay, God, I have faith. But why is it that the, what I have been believing for has not happened? And many times we hit these particular bumps in the road. And we don't find any explanation as to what it is that is happening or where have we gone wrong. 
in this particular faith that we have. Generally, we know and we declare that, you know, faith is said to be to trust or to believe in or to have confidence in, to have that deep assurance about something and to be, you know, to be settled, for you to be settled in your heart about it. But before we go into understanding or into sharing what this mystery or this secret of faith is, I would like us to look, first of all, as we lay a foundation for this particular theory. All of us, we have heard about faith. There's been so much preaching and teaching about faith. So it is nothing new that maybe I may be sharing. But I would just like to poke, uh, you know, our, to poke our mind and our, our heart in our being able to grasp some few aspects here and there with regard to the faith that God has given unto us. Maybe before we go in, I would just like to read this by your scriptures. If you look at Matthew, Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, there is a very interesting scripture that Jesus spoke to his disciples, and he told them that, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. This is the time when there was a boy who needed to be healed, an epileptic boy, and the disciples were finding it hard to be able to deliver that particular boy. But, you know, Jesus says this particular word, he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed. He, he leaves it there. He doesn't go on to explain what actually the faith is. He only says, if you have faith as a mustard seed. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24, I think Florence might have read also that bit. He says, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. He simply says, have faith in God. For surely, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Then finally, as we go on, he says in Jude, Jude chapter 3, and Jude verse 3, he says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly, to contend earnestly, to fight for earnestly for the faith which was one for all delivered to the saints, indicating there is a particular faith that has been delivered to the saints. It is a unique faith that has been given unto us. And God expects you and I to contend for this faith, to guard this faith, to care for this faith, to nurture this faith, to encourage this faith, to seek ways and means to make sure that this faith has the special world around about it, it will not be adulterated. It will not be interfered with. So before we move into 
the nitty-gritties of this particular faith for today. I want us to talk about, first of all, look at the aspect of where is this faith found? How does this faith grow? Or where does it thrive? We have been sharing about the good soil, and we have said that when our hearts are saturated with the word of God, faith starts to sprout and to grow. That is, when your heart and my heart is filled with the word of God, or we are encouraging the word of God to abound in our heart, it indicates that faith will start to sprout and to grow in our heart. That is, our hearts, we also say, must be bathed or soaked in the love of God. Why? In the love of God. I want you to listen to something that Mary read in her poem. I was, uh, I was smiling when she was reading it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 47, I'll read it again. He says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but love rejoices in the truth. Now, love bears all things. Now, here it is, it says, and love believes all things. That means, it says, love it hopes all things. Love endures all things. That means, faith grows best in an environment of love. If you want your faith, and my faith to grow, we must allow ourselves to be saturated with the love and the grace of God. Because if we, we, we should not expect to find or look for faith where there is unforgiveness. If there is unforgiveness in my heart or in your heart, rest assured, faith will not be manifested. Faith is quenched of faith is snuffed out in that particular environment. When there is bitterness, faith does not manifest. Faith will away. When there is anger, you and, uh, these bad tempers that sometimes we have, strife, envy, and jealousy, or even self-pity, when we allow this particular aspect to come into our lives, they are toxic to faith. That is the kind of faith that has been delivered unto us. The faith that has been given unto us, it happens to be a faith that only grows in that environment of love. If you look at Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 6, the word of God says, Then Jesus went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get this thing? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hand? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? 
so they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now, he could not do mighty work here or there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, because of their lack of faith. Then he went about the villages in circuit, you know, teaching. Realized even Jesus Christ himself, he was unable to operate in the realm of faith because the people who were where he was, they were offended against him. There was either an envy, there was strife, there was anger of some kind, there was a belittling of, of the Lord Jesus when he went to his people in, in, the, in Nazareth. And I pray that in hope that these shall not be found in our hearts and these shall not be found in our midst. Because God may be raising you, raising that brother, raising that sister to be able to be used him or her in that particular arena of faith. Or you have been desiring to move forward in the things of God, but you find the faith keeps on lacking. Let us look in our lives and consider, is there any offense in my spirit that may be hindering the faith of God to be able to grow? If you look in Romans 5, 5, the word of God says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given unto us. God poured his love in us because he knows without faith, it is impossible to please him. And yet he knows that faith is only manifested and it starts to grow and find wings to fly in the environment of love. And that's the reason why he decides he will pour his love. Already he takes the initiative, realize it is not you, not me, who reaches out to bring up the love of God in us. Rather, it is God himself in his grace and in his mercy. He pours that love into our hearts. May you be available in the place like this song that says, I, you know, I will fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. I pray that every one of us in Hope Community Church, and all those who are listening unto us today, let us lift our, our cup unto the Lord and cry out unto him that, Father, fill us with your love. Why? Look at what we read a few minutes ago in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 47. Love displays all the attributes of faith. It says love suffers long. If you know anything about faith, faith is one of the things that knows how to suffer long. That regardless of the opposition and of the hard times, faith is something that has the tenacity to be able to hold on in that particular place, faith suffers long. It means love has within it. Faith is you know, spreading all over. It is in every aspect 
of the love that God gives unto us. No wonder he says, God has poured his love into our hearts. What does it say? Faith suffers long and is kind. Have you ever looked at a mother and her child? It does not matter how bad that son or daughter might be. A mother loves her son or her daughter. Even if he is what or she's what, if you come and try to tell, tell the mother, ah, I hate your son, you will be in trouble. You will have to check how to be able to behave in front of that particular woman when you talk about his, her son or her daughter. Let us realize faith. That's what the Bible says. Love suffers long and is kind. That is faith in operation. Love does not envy. Faith has confidence in what it is and what it is supposed to be. Remember what we read in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, realize the mustard seed is so tiny, so small. Yet, when it is put in the soil in the right condition, it grows and becomes a mighty tree. The mustard seed knows what it is and what it is supposed to be. So it does not care that it is small. It does not care. It is not afraid that I'm so little. I can't compare to the maize grain, or I can't compare to the acorn, to the you know, to the acorn seed, to the acorn that is the seed of the of the of the of, the, of, the, of that particular big tree. He says I can't compare to those huge seeds. No, the master seed is not bothered about that. So it does not envy. It has that assurance in itself. That is faith. It grows in the environment of love. He says, love does not parade itself. Why? It knows what it is. It is confident in what it is and what it can be. That is faith. That is a manifest. And that's why God is pouring his love into you and into me. It is not puffed up. It doesn't need to be puffed up. It, is, it does not behave rudely because it knows its path. It knows the path and the grace that it is supposed to walk in and to abide in. It does not seek it, its own. It is because it already knows what it is. It does, doesn't fight for what is its own. Because, and it is not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in truth. That is faith, because faith knows what the truth is. Faith bears all things because it knows I will come out victorious. It is not shaken or rattled by anything that happens in its horizon. It may see the tide coming against it, but it stands with that particular grace, with a smile on its face. I know that I am supposed to be on the other side of this valley. So I'm not bothered about this particular wave or this flood that is coming because I am going to cross over. Love displays all the attributes of faith. And that's what God is looking for in you and in me. That's why he is pouring that love in you and in me. May you open yourself. May I open myself. To this love, because God is calling Hope Community Church West London to be a home, a balm of faith 
There is great work that the Father is calling you and I to accomplish in West London. And because of that grace that is releasing upon this particular church, don't look at yourself as the little small church in Perryville. Look at yourself at what, by what it is that God ha has written in our DNA. He has restructured everything concerning us. And you are going to be an extension of that powerful, gracious, loving hand of God in touching others, delivering others, restoring joy, hope, and life into other people because of what he is carrying up in your spirit. Don't look at how young you are. Don't look at how old you are. Just open yourself. Allow the love of God to be poured into you. I want that to be a prayer for each one of us, young or old. I want you to be calling unto God every day, day in and out. Father, pour your love in me. Let your love saturate me, and something good is going to happen in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What then is faith? If you look at Jesus, and you look throughout all his teachings, Jesus actually never explains what faith is. Apart from that place where he says, if you have faith like a mustard seed, that is almost likely the only place where he sort of he gives a hint of what this thing, faith, is like. Otherwise, he does not bother to explain what faith is. He simply says, like Florence read a number of scriptures, believe, only believe. Other places he says, have faith in God. Other places he says, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. It is interesting when you look at it from that particular point of view that he takes it to be automatic. He does not bother to explain. Might there be a reason behind that? I want also to look at the apostle, apostles later. If you go through all the teachings of the apostles, Apart, put, put Hebrews, the book of Hebrews aside. If you go through the apostles, the gospels, and you know the uh, book of Acts, as you go through this particular, uh, this, particular this particular book, you 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 find something very interesting. None of the apostles tries to explain what faith is. If you look at it, you find if you go to Peter, just to quote one of them, Peter. When he comes to talk about faith in Acts chapter 3, verse 16, he simply says, and his name, that is after they had healed that lame man at the beautiful death, he says, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him, that is which comes through Jesus, has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Peter simply says, the faith that is the faith that is from Jesus, the faith that is in his name. Look at Paul. Paul, if you go to Acts chapter 24, verse 4, 24, when he is standing before Felix, and he goes in to explain, if you hear how it is explained, he says, uh, in Acts 24, 24, he says, and after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Jesus. Paul does not even go to try to explain what this particular faith is. In chapter 26 of Acts, verse 18, Paul says, 
He simply says of the Gentiles to whom he was sent. He says to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. If you go to James, James does not explain what faith is. James chapter 2 verse 18, James says, but some will say, we have, you have faith and I have work. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my work. Strange enough, John doesn't explain, Paul doesn't, you know, James also doesn't explain it. John where, where uh, one of the scriptures that Florence read, he says, this is the confidence we have in him. And yet, in 1 John 5, 4, again, John doesn't explain that faith. He says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. This faith is not explained. And we read at the beginning in Jude, verse 3, where it says, contained for the faith that was once for all delivered to the same. So the faith that has been given unto you and has been given unto me is sort of a strange thing that cannot be fully explained. Later on, we hear in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, I think he must have been arguing with some philosophers or some scholars so he tries to explain what faith is. That's the only guy who comes up in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, when he says, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He just says it's a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He again does not undo to try to unravel what is this thing that is the substance of things hoped for. What is this thing that is the evidence of these things, of the things that are not seen? So we come to this particular aspect of analyzing as we look at faith. I want you to realize something interesting. Faith is, first and foremost, a product of the Word of God. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, we have read that scripture, and faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith is a product of the word. Faith is hidden somewhere in the word of God. And God, we have said, God is love. No wonder he pours his love into us. If faith comes by hearing the word of God, God is love. So hearing the word of God means hearing the word of love. And in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. It essentially that means faith is, is a product. Hearing the word of God will bring, bring about faith somehow. Seeing the word of God in action breathes or brings faith into our spirit. As your spirit interacts, with the word of God, faith is born. And I want you to ask yourself, do I interact with the word of God enough? Faith is locked in the word until when the word enters into your spirit. When the word enters into your spirit, then it starts to open up and starts to bring forth that thing that is impossible to explain. It is called faith. 
you must uh, you you must uh, you know open yourself to the word so that the word may be able to come into your spirit it is just like the seed comes to the egg for the for the uh, uh, any human form or animal form to be formed the, the, the seed and the egg have got to come together there is an interaction that brings about this particular uh, uh, child that is born your faith and my faith comes forth as a result of the word of god faith is also said to be a fruit of the spirit now the word of god is the word of the spirit we have read you know this one in galatians chapter 5 verse 22 where it says that it is one of the fruit of the spirit is faithfulness indicating that in that fruit of the spirit the faith comes from the spirit you cannot conjure up faith I cannot conjure up faith by myself. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he or she ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt each one of us a measure of faith, indicating that God, by his Spirit, gives faith into us. And that faith is not handed over like just as you, I, you hand me a piece of bread. It is as the word of God comes into you, then that word that has come into you starts to release the, 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 the vibration of the faith that comes up and makes you to become a man or a woman that will become a man or a woman of faith. We must endeavor to come under the influence of the word of God we must endeavor to come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And Church of God, I encourage you, please, my brother and please, my sister, endeavor to come under the influence of the Word of God. Endeavor to come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works in our hearts through the Word of God to produce faith in us. And as we draw to a close for today, I want you to go thinking, what then is the true faith? I want you to remember what Jesus said in the book of Luke, chapter 18, verse 1 to verse 8. While speaking to that particular woman who, you know, she had been going to a judge to receive, to receive, to receive her right idea, to, uh, to receive her, to be vindicated. And the judge kept putting her off, but she refused to be denied. She kept standing there until she was vindicated. In verse 8, Jesus says, that is Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. In verse 8, Jesus says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Or let us read from verse 7. And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Verse 8, I tell you the truth. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I want you to ask yourself that question. As, as the Lord says there, when he comes, will he find faith on earth? Is it possible to have a faith that is faulty? Because when it's asked here, when he comes, will he find faith on earth? There is something, this faith that he has handed down to us. Will he find it when he comes to us? Or will he find when we have changed the faith 
that he has set forth for us, and we are having something else. Look at Matthew chapter 7, 7 verse 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. What faith were these people having? I want you to ask yourself. And then again, come again. Is it possible to have a faith that is faulty, thinking that you have a faith that is right when it is not right? Back again, faith grows in the environment of love. If love is not, if it's not in that environment, it will not be the right faith. And also look at Matthew 24, verse 22 to 25. He says, and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will arise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Is it possible to have a faith that is faulty? I want us to be alert children of God, even as we pursue the things of God. Because he goes on to say, chapter, that chapter 24, verse 22 to 25, and unless those days were, you know, we have already read it. That is, Jude, Jude, Jude verse 3 says, we contend for that particular faith. He says, there are many who will come up saying they are anointed ones. He says, there are many voices that will rise up as prophetic voices. There are many voices with, and in our present time. We have got so many that are rising up. But I want each one of us to go to the Lord today. Tell him to fill you with his love. Tell him to saturate you with his word so that the faith that is right will be made manifest in you. Least of all, I want us to read these scriptures and then we shall close. That is Jude chapter 3, Jude verse 3 and verse 20. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to, to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. There is a faith that has been given unto us. The Bible calls it a holy faith, most holy faith. It is not faith in a man. It is not faith in a church. It is not faith in a prophet. It is not faith in anything. It is faith. It is a most holy faith. It is only one faith. And he says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 6, that is a final verse, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now listen in verse 4. There is one body, and there is one spirit, just as you are called in one hope of your calling. There is one Lord. There is one faith. 
one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. We have not been called to a Pentecostal faith. We have not been called to a Baptist faith. We have not been called to an apostolic faith. We have not been called to a Roman Catholic faith. We have not been called to that prophetic faith. No. One faith, and that is faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of the risen of the risen of the risen God, the, the, of the living God. And this faith is a faith that is by the word of God, by the Spirit of God. And I'm praying that by the grace of God, Hope Community Church, you and I, we are going to rise up and allow this faith to be birthed in us, and God will be glorified for the honor of his wonderful name. So once again, let the love of God fill our heart, and let us be able to arise to allow the true faith of God to sprout within us. Not a faith I had, brother, so and so has. No, the faith of the word of God. Not the faith that that church believes. No, the faith of the word of God. Not the faith that prophet so-and-so, I only believe what prophet so-and-so. There are so many voices that are rising up in our present time. I want you to hear the voice of God. People are having itching ears to hear what they want to hear. And we love things that will excite us. I want you to hear the word of God, the scripture for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give you honor that you have given us faith, a holy faith that has been given unto the saints. I pray for Hope Community Church West London. This faith that the word of God is speaking, this faith that Jesus has spoken, this faith that the apostles have spoken, Father, let that faith birth in our spirit, the faith that is by the word of God, the faith that is by the spirit of the living God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just as we close. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I would like... I would like just to give an opportunity. Maybe there is somebody who is listening to us and you have not committed yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you have been a church member. Maybe you have been saying, I was baptized, I was baptized, or was Christian when I was young. But you have never committed your faith truly to the Lord Jesus Christ to make him your Lord and Savior. I would like you to pray this prayer after me. Just make a commitment to the Lord. And this faith, the true faith that is of the word of God, will start to grow in your spirit. Just say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart, Father, that you have raised Jesus from the dead. He is Lord and he is alive right now. He has shed his blood to redeem me from the sin of the world and to cleanse me and make me yours. I accept him into my life as my Lord and my Savior. And Lord, I will to be baptized in water, to die with him and to rise up with him for the glory of your name when the time comes, O oh God. I believe and I receive you, and I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. So God, the Lord bless you. Thanks for uh, bearing with me for, for to share that particular word and let that faith grow in us and honor shall ascend unto the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will call Florence maybe to finalize. I think there might be some birthdays. I'm not sure. And uh, a few things. I just want at least to say birthday one or two to our beloved ones. Otherwise, let us meet again on Tuesday, on Wednesday, where for the Bible, or rather in the evening. Let us meet in the evening for Iris's memorial service. Uh, we will be blessed together. Karen, uh, did you, you want to say hi? Did that time your connection was bad? Hello. Hello, hello. Try to come through again, yeah? Can you hear me? We can, can hear you. you. Know? Still not hearing mm -hmm. me? No, we can hear yeah. you. Can you hear me? Good yes. Afternoon. Yes. yes. Um, just wanting to really just give God all the glory. Um, I was discharged from hospital um, on Wednesday um, after a two-week stay. Um, and just, I just... The word today, I just felt resonated really, really well because I do feel that for me, this has been a period of renewed faith and delving deeper into that faith and understanding exactly what it is that the Lord has or the Lord wants me to do. It's been a real eye opener and I'm thankful. I'm so grateful to the church and to my family and to friends who have continually lifted me and kept me in prayer um I've always there was just always that connection in feeling that or at least knowing really great um, to all at hope to those who made individual contact who prayed for me um individually um, and I'm thanking God that I know it's the uh, uh, oh. uh, to recovery, but I'm trusted transformation that my restoration. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift our sister Karen into your holy hands. Lord, we reverse that particular confession. She said it will be a long road to go to, to full recovery. We change those words and we declare that her recovery is going to be speedy in the name of Jesus Christ. You have promised us that it is a time of comfort. For us, and it, uh, that door has opened over Hope Community Church. I declare that particular portal over current house and family, and I declare total health and full health upon our sister in the name of Jesus Christ. I declare that, dear Lord, the resurrection power of God quickens our sister's mortal body and restores her restores her respiratory system, restores her lung system, restores all her blood flow for the honor and for the glory of God in the highest. We break the yoke of infirmity from overcurrent and we call you healed. We call you restored. We call you strengthened in the name of Jesus for the honor and for the glory of God in the highest. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. Florence, you will need to... Okay, maybe Mary, you'll give us the happy birthday. 